if you've been following along so far, you know that we've been talking about homeschool planning. And so we got your planning mindset right, and then we looked at the planning process. And in this episode, we're going to focus on planning for the school year. And we're going to talk about some of the important things to keep in mind as you're thinking about this planning. And then I'll give you some tips and some actions that you can take to make the planning of the school year less stressful. Because I know when you hear that, it's like, oh, we're the whole school year. So stay tuned. Let's do this together. Hey, homeschool mom. Are you feeling a little stressed out? Are you tired? Are you downright exhausted from trying to do all the things? Are you feeling overwhelmed by everything you think you should be doing? Or are you afraid that you're just not doing enough? Well, I want you to know two things. Number one, you are not alone. Trust me, we all have these feelings. And number two, you're in the right place. I'm Inga Masick, and this is the Catch Your Breath Podcast. Here, we'll talk about the fears and the emotions that we usually keep to ourselves. And you're going to get some practical strategies to reduce your stress and to make your journey a little easier so you can walk in the freedom and the joy of homeschooling. So whether you need a moment to laugh, a moment to cry, a moment to yourself, or something in between, I pray that you will take this moment to catch your breath. You ready? Set? breathe. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Catch Your Breath. So if you've been following along, you know that we've been talking about planning. And so we started talking about your planning mindset. And then we talked about the planning process. And now we're going to talk about the planning process around your school year. And I'm just going to give you some quick tips to think about planning for your school year to look for some things to gather to make sure that you can do that effectively but before we jump in i have to know how are you how are you doing how has your week been and have you been able to prioritize any time for yourself if you're on a break right now then this is the perfect time to really figure out what you need what do you need to refuel and also Think about paying attention to what your body's been telling you. So you want to think about if you haven't been getting enough sleep, are those the base level things that you need? So do you need more sleep? Do you need to eat better? Do you need some time for yourself? Just baseline. Some of those things can get thrown by the wayside when we're taking on the responsibility of teaching our children. But recognize that it is so important. So all of these things that we're talking about It starts with the foundation of your spiritual wellness and then for you taking care of yourself, that self-care aspect. So if you've not had an opportunity to do that, I pray that you will be able to figure out what you need to move around or who you need to speak to so you can take care of yourself because I want you to be able to do this for as long as God has called you to do it. All right, so let's go ahead and jump in and we're going to talk about... I was going to say seven again because you know I've been working with seven, but we're going to be working through five simple steps to help you focus on your year-long planning. And so that can feel overwhelming when I say that. And if you're anything like me, you hear that and it's like a year, I can't even think about what I'm doing for tomorrow. But one of the things that I want us to keep in mind as we go through this homeschool journey, and it's challenging but necessary, is that we have to be intentional. We have to be strategic about this. This is definitely weighty because it's our children's education. Absolutely. And so we want to take this 
as really the role that we've stepped into is that of the teaching parent. And so because that's the role we've stepped into, we have to then take on some of the responsibilities that come with that role. And it's challenging on top of all of the things that we have to do, which is why we have so much stress, which is why we can move into burnout. But we also have to make sure that we're prioritizing that. And that's hard. And I want you to know that I'm walking this journey with you. So we're doing this together. And as I said, I keep alluding to that big announcement that I'm working on something big to be really to be able to really support you through this because I want to make sure that you have a clear roadmap that you create your blueprint and that you don't have to walk this alone that you can be strategic and you can be intentional so that we can reduce the stress but I'll tell you about that when it's ready but right now we're going to talk about these five things and so I like to break things down into steps for me it just works because I can look at the steps and say did I do that step rather than a whole bunch of information now in this once again I would say that this one can be a little uh non-linear and you don't have to necessarily go through the steps exactly step by step because you may finish some and then have to come back. And especially around step three, where you're looking at curriculum, you may have to make some adjustments. So um, I like to, I love to tell you if I'm recommending steps to go step by step, but this one is, is somewhat uh, linear. The first thing we wanted you to do is to reflect on your goals and your priorities, which is another kind of follows what we talked about in that uh, planning process. We're looking at that goals, those goals and priorities. You should have clearly defined your vision, clearly defined those goals. This step that we're talking about here can't really happen until you do that because you don't really have anything concrete to work with. So you wanna make sure that you have looked at your goals, looked at your priorities for the upcoming school year. And one of the things you wanna consider when you're thinking about the goals and the priorities are, as we said, the academic goals, all of those other goals that we talked about. But now you're opening it a little wider and you're looking at your family's interests, the things that you're trying to accomplish, the outside things. Now you're looking at everything because the next step is going to be to create a homeschooling calendar and you have to have all of this information in order to have it. It doesn't mean that nothing can change it doesn't mean that it has to stay the way that it stays but it is necessary for you to have all of this information you got to pull all of this so all of the different things and one of the things that i talked about earlier is that i don't suggest that you try to do this all in one sitting i think that it would be very overwhelming and so you want to do this in chunks you want to set aside some time um i like to work in 90 minute chunks unless i'm getting into a really good flow and so you can do maybe it can take you about four to five 90 minute chunks and if this is your first time doing this it might take a lot longer and that's okay because you're going to learn from the process and um, you're going to be able to step back and see what worked and what didn't work so you're using everything you're pulling all of your goals all of priorities all of what you have to do and when you do that, as you reflect on it and you look at it and you say, okay, we have all the information. Now you're able to create your calendar. And as you think about your calendar, you're going to start by mapping out your school year. And so you want to determine what will that look like? When is your start date? When is your end date? And then you're going to look at any holidays, any breaks, any important events that you're going to, that you know that you have to go to, um, any birthdays, 
uh, anything, family vacations, husband vacations, whatever it is, try to have as much as that information as possible. You want to think about what is on your family schedule that you know kind of is always there. So if you know you always do Awana on Wednesdays and Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts on Thursdays, put that in. Even though you know you may not have committed, if you know that that's what's coming up, go ahead and put it on there. You want to look at co-op. If you have any co-op days, if you have field trips that you already know that's coming, any of those things, as much information as you can come and bring, you want to be able to do that. It's key to have all that information. One of the things that's key about that is because it's just helpful to see all of the things that you have planned. Can I just be honest with you about what I did one year? And oh my goodness, I cannot believe I did it. But (laughs) you learn from those things. So I really spent covid and all of the covid time uh, we moved and so we ended up really staying in the house and actually we didn't stay in the house let me take that back we didn't stay in the house we took a lot of field trips and we went to a lot of different places but what we did not do was join co-ops many of them were not open but also we just i wanted to explore the city and so i planned for that school year to really get out and to explore we also were waiting for our house to get built so we were staying in an apartment and they were very loud so as i was doing my planning i knew that on fridays we were going to get out and about and spend as much time out as we could we spent a lot of that time just together just us in the apartment transitioning to the house like all of that and i have to tell you i actually liked it i enjoyed having that time with just my family but as with children they needed that social connection and and I needed it too let me say that but I just didn't realize I needed it because I was just as we were continuing going on to that next year into the 21 uh, yeah to 21 22 year they were starting to really want to have some more connection and they were, were pushing for it and pushing for it and pushing for it and you know, just just needing that. And so I started to feel guilt. Listen, listen, we should not do things out of guilt. Because when we do things out of guilt, there's a different outcome there. It's not, I don't believe that we we are connecting with what God wants us to do. We're just doing things out of fear and guilt. So anyway, I digress. But I felt guilty. And so I knew that I needed to get them into things. But the reality is I didn't really pay attention to how many things where I was getting them into and at the same time I was starting to work and at the same time I was starting my business and I was starting all these things and I honestly had I wasn't really doing a really good job of planning because so many things were happening and I was getting overwhelmed and stressed out and just couldn't figure it out and um, I didn't even remember how I got to that place for I think it was through a reflection but just let me just write everything down. And when I actually, well, first of all, looking at my calendar, I saw how crazy it was. But I was just like, huh, okay, this is this, this, this thing. But when I really spent the time looking at my calendar and being like, I don't have space for anything else. What is going on? I realized that I had not done what I'm telling you to do for that school year. I had not put everything down that I was committing to it was like every because I was looking for community and I was looking for all these different things everything that came my way I was like yes yes and that too and yet that that too and that too and it just was over the top overwhelming and so what I'm telling you is that 
that's one of the reasons, one of the big benefits of just putting everything on that calendar so you can see it. Because that white space really is that time to just to just relax, to think, to allow for the flexibility, allow for the other things. So that's one of the things that I really want you to think about as you're thinking about creating this calendar is all of your commitments and getting them down, writing them on a blank calendar and kind of seeing what they look like so you can say, okay. And then start to do some subtraction if you need to. Or just determine when are you going to fit in all this stuff and how would it make you feel and, and big time. Asking yourself, why are you doing what you're doing? There's always a big why behind that. And make sure that it's the right reason and not for fear. Not because you think, well, if I don't do this, I'm not going to get that. Or it's guilt or whatever it is. All right. Let my story teach you something. (laughs) All right. So then our next thing that we do is then look at your curriculum and pay attention to the choices that you've made around curriculum. Hopefully you've made some choices by then and look at scope and sequence spend some time in that scope and sequence just so you can figure out when things happen how long is it that the curriculum is for are they are they requiring a full 36 weeks is it a daily thing is it two times a week just kind of have an understanding because especially if you have more than one child you've got several different pieces that you have to look at for several several different subjects and so if you can even do that this first part with the calendar before you even go and get the curriculum it will be helpful because you can see the space that you have and know that you know what it probably wouldn't be a good idea for me to get a different curriculum for every subject for every child which i do not think that you should do that but um, but you just have a better idea of what that looks like and if that's something that you're going to be able to do and then the next thing that you want to look at when you're thinking about this planning for your school year is setting up the milestones And that is really in connection with what we talked about during that planning process is make sure you have some benchmarks along the way to see how you're doing towards your goals, towards that vision. And you want to determine some key milestones and how how you determine that is up to you. It can be six weeks, it can be nine weeks, it can be semester-based, whatever it is. How will you assess that you're making progress? You have to have a plan in place to know if you're on track to meet those goals. It doesn't have to be assessment. I'm definitely pro-assessment, but it doesn't have to be that. Whatever it is, you determine what that will be, that you will check in with yourself, with your children, with your schedule, with your goals, with your vision, and make sure that you're making the progress. And then to make any necessary adjustments if you need to. So if you see that you're not making the progress that you want, do you have a plan in place for what you're going to do? looking at the calendar and thinking about when you have those benchmarks when you will check and see should give you a little more calm because you know you have this time to come up i would say another pro tip to do is put in there sometime when you'll do a review and in that review which we talk about that during regularly with the reflection but specifically within this when you spend that time to assess the progress, put that in there that you're going to do it every three months or you're going to do it every six months or whatever it is. Then challenge yourself to say, and then that's actually when I'll make any curriculum changes if I need to make any changes. So I won't make curriculum changes after two weeks, after four weeks or whatever it is, then I'm going to give myself this certain amount of time. So I really have some good data and some good information to 
go in and look at making adjustments, finding something else. And then when you're looking at the calendar and you notice that it's not going well with whatever the curriculum is, you know, okay, we've got three more, more weeks and then I need to make a different decision because this hasn't been working. So let me look at why it hasn't been working and I can think about looking for something different in this new curriculum. You already know what the next one is. If you're looking at your, your milestones and your checkpoints and looking at your progress and assessing to see if you got it, then when you get it, you have to what? celebrate. Yes, celebrate good times. Come on. <laughs> so absolutely put in those celebrations. When will you celebrate? How will you celebrate? plop them in the calendar at this point right now with our dates you don't necessarily need to go in and decide how you'll celebrate so you don't have to worry about that as yet i definitely would say when you're doing the assessing of the progress especially when you're looking at those benchmarks the big benchmarks if you have weekly benchmarks that's different but if you have like three months bench benchmarks our benchmarks are six weeks definitely think about how can you celebrate because you will see some achievement so put it on there if you don't see any at all then yes you don't have to celebrate but i doubt seriously you're not going to see especially when you have more than just one type of goal you got several different goals you're going to see some achievement and so you have a reason to celebrate and you can celebrate and now here's a bonus one as with everything as you're doing this planning be still and know that he is god when it starts to feel overwhelming, when it starts to feel like it's too much, when it starts to feel like I cannot do this, how can I actually think about all of this stuff? Remember that if he's called you to do this, he will equip you to do it. So you can sit in that. You can pray over it. Pray over this process. Pray over this planning. Pray over your decisions. Pray over the benchmarks. Pray over the curriculum choices. Pray over everything. Pray without ceasing. And that's going to give you some peace as you move through this. Remember that planning your school year is a crucial step in really creating a successful homeschooling experience. And if you're like, Inga, no, because I've done it before without the planning, definitely it's your it's freedom. So you definitely are free to plan or not plan. But I believe that it truly is going to help you. You're going to see the change once you get over all of how it feels overwhelming and just all the things and it starts to become a practice and a habit you'll start to get excited about it if you already tried planning and it has not worked for you or you feel like there's some things that you've been missing write that down and then see if you can troubleshoot your first few times might feel challenging it might not feel like something that you feel you can do but that's okay that's why you're troubleshooting you're going back and saying what was it that didn't work why didn't it work what was so overwhelming? What were the things that stressed me out? Where did the, the plan fall apart? And when you're looking at all of those very specific things, you can start to see where can I make some changes? You know the saying, don't throw the baby out with the bath water. So don't determine that you can't plan or that you're not a good planner because it didn't go well. If this is your first time really sitting down and looking at the process and determining a strategy and being intentional about it, it's going to feel overwhelming. So if you can look back and say, what parts of this process was I missing? 
Were there things that I skipped? Did I try to do too much? Because a lot of times when we look at our planning, we see a full school year, we see 180 days or even more, and we think we can do everything. And so we put every single thing that we could ever possibly imagine into that plan. And when that happens, and then we start to go to implement it, it can seem crazy. Or on the flip side, we don't anticipate some of the things like schedule changes or vacation times or just life. And so we start to feel more and more like the, the plan's falling apart, the plan's falling apart because we thought it would be this completely smooth thing and we forgot to adjust for that. And even in talking about the adjustment, even if you've done the troubleshooting, even if you've anticipated, when life happens, when those things happen where You've got to now make some adjustments. Give yourself the grace to make those adjustments. As we're going through this process, as you're starting this plan, as you're going through and doing it again, if you've already done it and you're thinking about this stress, remember to breathe through it. As I said before, that's the part where you're going to breathe through and look at what can I do to ensure that this feels easier, that it is easier, that I'm not stressing myself out. And once you feel yourself going there, remember you can change course. You can stop, you can take a breath, you can think about what you're thinking about that's causing you to feel that anxiety that's feeling your stress, and then you can make a plan. You can change your framework around what is happening well, you can't change what what's happening. You can change your framework around what you think about what is happening. And you can pause and then make a different plan. And it, it sounds easy. As I'm saying that, I'm like, I know it's not easy. It's going to be work, but it's going to be worth it. So let's go over some action steps for what you can do moving forward. First things first, you're going to make sure that you have your goals and your priorities intact, that you've spent some time going through that. Listen, if you don't even know where to start and you're saying, I don't even know what goals and priorities, call me. Schedule a clarity session with me so we can get clear on your goals and your priorities. I obviously cannot tell you what your goals and priorities are, but I can give give you a framework and a blueprint to put in and determine what they are based on how you determine those goals. And so if you need that, let's do that because you need to get really clear on what those are before you even go and do the next thing. And in the next bonus, I'm going to walk you through some of the goals, the different types of goals that you can have because I know as we think about goals, we might just only think about educational goals and the academic goals and I want you to think about a bunch of different types of goals. So we want to make sure we have those. The next thing we're going to do is create our homeschool calendar. So we reflect on our goals, number one, and our priorities. Write those down. That's key. It has to be written down. Then we're going to create our homeschool calendar. And we already talked about all of those things that we're going to do. And after we have thought about our goals, after we've thought about our calendar, and is it going to be 180 days? Is it going to be 225 days? Whatever it is. When's it going to start? When's it going to end? Now we're going to make sure we have a really clear sense of the curriculum that we're going to use. The reason why I suggest that you look at your goals and your priorities before you choose your curriculum is because the curriculum is the tool. The curriculum is the tool that's going to help you to achieve those goals. If you start with the curriculum, you might miss an opportunity to really focus on some goals that weren't necessarily in the curriculum. 
And I want to be able to help you walk through that a little more because I know the question becomes, well, how will I know what to do with a second grader? How will I know what to do with an eighth grader? And those are key things, but they come after really your family's priorities and your goals for your homeschool. And I want to be able to help you walk through that. So if you have questions, either set up a clarity session with me or come into the free group so that you can get those questions answered. After you have determined those goals and those strategies and you're looking for the curriculum, remember, once you've done that first step with your goals and your priorities, then as you're thinking about curriculum, this is when you're looking at your child's learning styles and how you teach because we we must look at our teaching styles as well as the child's teaching styles and we're looking at those things and we have the right lenses on which are our goals and our curriculum then we can start reviewing curriculum then we can start asking for recommendations if we ask for recommendations before we have our lenses on those right lenses that help us to be able to determine what we're hearing based on and measuring it on our goals and our priorities everything's going to sound good and we're going to feel really overwhelmed so we want to make sure that we're starting with the information that comes from us first and then we're looking at that and we're then making some decisions about the curriculum as you are making those decisions as you're getting those recommendations it can be great to you know go on facebook groups and that and find it but i also would talk to some moms within your community that you can have follow-up questions with that you now can go back to them and say i'm thinking about this and this is what i'm concerned about or this is this is the lens by which i'm looking what did you love about it what didn't you love about that and we're going to talk more about curriculum in the group if you have questions on that so you definitely want to reach out to that to me on that part after you have gotten those recommendations now you can start to choose what you want to use purchase your curriculum get get it organized look at the scope and sequence all of that information and then plug that in to your calendar that's a part of that planning as you're going you're looking at when are things taught how long is that curriculum all that information and then you're plugging that in and once you're doing that now you're looking at when will you be able to see your milestones when will you be able to see your benchmarks and your checkpoints and that information you're putting in on your calendar so that you know I'm doing it every six weeks, I'm doing it every month, I'm doing it every three months, whatever it is, you have a sense of this is when I'm looking at this information. One of the key parts of that, as I said before, is that that's going to help you determine when you're making changes. So instead of making changes, whatever, you know that when you get a checkpoint, that that's when you're going to evaluate where your child is. And at that same time or at a different time, whatever it is, it's on the calendar. That's when you're going to evaluate if you're going to make changes to the curriculum. And then, yes, you're going to be able to celebrate your achievements along the way. You're going to be able to celebrate what your children are doing within the curriculum, but also you're going to celebrate what you have accomplished. Remember, don't forget about yourself. And as you're thinking about that progress, two things I want to say. Number one, make sure that you're breaking those larger goals into the smaller achievable milestones. So you're thinking about those big goals, but when you're looking at your milestones and your checkpoints, the big goals, you're looking at it to say, all right, if I got 180 days, this is what I can accomplish in six weeks. This is what I can accomplish in three months or however it is. You're looking very specifically. 
if you do that, then you've got some markers and you don't feel like it isn't as overwhelming if you have a roadmap and you're able to see points along the way. A few reminders, planning for your school year is really important because it is going to relieve that stress and it's going to help you to see what you're doing for a full year. And as you look at this, it's really going to take away some of the stress. I know that seems like it's not because you feel like you're going to be stressed about all the things you have to do, but it's going to remove a lot of stress because it's going to help you to focus on the right things. You're not going to be as stressed out trying to do 15 things when you know, okay, we're just trying to get to this next benchmark. It's just that step by step. When I'm driving somewhere on a long trip, I love to look at how long it's going to take me. If it's eight hours, I'm going from here to Florida and I see that it's eight hours. I just do it in chunks. Okay. This is what I have to do for an hour. Okay. Get rid, get, uh, accomplish that hour. Okay. Instead of saying accomplish that hour, now I've got seven more and this is just me. It might not work for you, but for me, instead of saying, I've accomplished this this hour. Now I have seven more. I'm like, I accomplished this hour. Good. Now I've got another hour. Good. Now I've got another hour. Before you know it, I'm at four hours and I'm like, I'm halfway there. Okay, let's keep going. Let's go to the next hour. And so you can do that week by week, month by month, goal by goal, checkpoint by checkpoint. And then as I am driving, yes, I don't have my pom-poms with me, but I'm like, I made it another hour. I do a little celebration. You can do a little celebration. All right, we made it. Our first checkpoint, celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Next checkpoint, celebrate, celebrate. That's how you're working it through. Checkpoint by checkpoint, celebration by celebration. Even when you plan, remember that your journey is going to have some challenges. So it's not that planning is going to guarantee that you don't have any challenges. You're going to have some challenges, but you're going to have a better footing in when those challenge come, challenges come up because you know what you're focusing on and you know what the next step is going to be. And then you always feel like you can pause, of course, and do what? Reflect. And you can reset. You can make any changes. You can repeat. You reevaluate all the reasons You can do that, okay? <laughs> I hope this was helpful. I cannot wait to hear all about your planning. So jump on in the free group and let me know what questions you have and how your planning is going for this summer. Thank you so much for joining me today on Catch Your Breath. I hope that this episode is giving you some practical tips and encouragement to help you to catch your breath and know that you can manage stress. You can have balance in your homeschool journey and you don't have to do this all alone. So, uh, (laughs) well, that's my cue. But if you enjoyed today's episode, would you consider leaving a review and subscribing to the podcast? Your feedback and support really mean the world to me. And if you haven't already, join my free group, Empowered Homeschool Moms. You'll be connecting with other like-minded moms and you get to share your wins and your struggles and receive exclusive content from me. So remember, leave a review, share with someone, and just let me know that this was helpful. Until next time, remember to breathe.